Before we begin today's story, I want to take a moment to talk about how you can support this show and the work being done with the project. Everything I do is in joyful service of the same goal, to help people connect with their shared lived experiences so that we may heal together from the inside out. Asking for money, or any help for that matter, is not something that comes naturally to me, especially when I have a paying job and people naturally might assume that I can keep up with the pace. So instead of burning myself out, I'm practicing what I preach and asking for the support I need to keep going. In order to justify the time it takes to write and produce this podcast and its accompanying newsletter, I'm asking for your support. Your subscription for $5 a month, and that's it, makes it all possible. If you're a free subscriber, you get my weekly story project newsletter and my What's Your Story podcast episodes for free, delivered right to your inbox without doing anything at all. And it's important to me that everyone who wants access to my content can get it, regardless of their means. But if you're looking for something specific, more personal and connected, then upgrading your subscription for $5 a month is the way to do it. You get everything that I've already listed above, plus an added new layer of interactive features beyond the typical podcast offerings of ad-free listening, such as full access to my regular subscriber Q&As, where each week I answer a handful of reader questions about mental and physical health, as well as share some of the deeper details from the stories you hear right here on the podcast. You get periodic Google Meet hangouts with me, bonus episodes of this podcast, and the ability to pitch stories and or ideas for the newsletter. Not to mention access to my full archive of content and other fun extras like live chat sessions and more. Buckle up, because becoming a paid member of this newsletter and its accompanying podcast is now the best way to support my content and to become a more active part of the storyteller community. Even without using any of the new features I listed, becoming a paid subscriber means that you're committing to helping me grow this platform and share stories in order to bring people closer together and collectively heal from whatever troubles us. When we think about unhealthy workplaces and their impact on mental health, we often think about stress and burnout. These are serious problems for serving care. But in the past several years, I've noticed another serious problem that gets less attention, and that's workplace trauma. Sure, we know that military personnel and first responders like firefighters experience trauma on the job. Putting oneself in harm's way is kind of a job requirement. But when and how does trauma show up for other working professionals? To answer that question, it helps to start with a definition. A trauma is a deeply disturbing, distressing event that we experience as a threat to our basic safety and survival. It may be a one-time event like a car crash or an attack. It can also be a series of smaller events that chip away at our sense of security over time. When we experience something traumatic, it's not just unpleasant. It's actually encoded in our bodies and brains differently than our other memories, meaning that can impact us profoundly. We're more likely to experience something as not just unpleasant, but traumatic when we feel we've lost control and autonomy. Negative experiences that involve cruelty or interpersonal harm are especially likely to be traumatic. Many people who seek therapy are at least aware that they're burned out, but not yet understanding that they're dealing with trauma. Sometimes they're just trying to work through the aftermath, but other times they're still right in the middle of a traumatic situation. This week, I want you to meet Dee. Dee has spent the last 12 years working on education, being a mom and wife, and trying to advance her career. 
She burned herself out and left her previous career to start a new one. Dee personally knows the struggles of being psychologically unsafe and is dedicated to preventing workplace trauma. So from Fragile Moments and Not Today Media, I'm your host, JD, and this is story number 48 of the What's Your Story podcast, Ignite Purpose. My name is Dee. Um, I am the owner of, um, oh geez, sorry, redo. Can we redo? <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know who I am. All Check. Right. <laughs> I was just making sure it was working. That's all. Yeah, that's all right. That's right. Good test. Good test. Let's do it again. All right. So, hi everybody. I'm Dee. I'm the owner of Fire Within Coaching. I'm also an empowerment coach. Um, so the name uh, Fire Within Coaching means a lot to me and my journey um, because I was burnt out, like severely burnt out for about 13 years. Um, and of course, during that time, life happened. Um, but yeah, it always happens, right? Life always happens. So then August, um, of 2022 came and I finally was able to look at my situation from a different perspective. Cause I was always doing what I thought I was supposed to be doing. Yeah. Um, and I wasn't, I was trying to fit in a box that I wasn't made for. So that caused a lot of right. mental but, health issues, um, sure. for myself. Um, so August happened and I said, no, I'm done. And I left my cushy corporate job and, um, oh. you know, decided to go out on my own and I'm dedicated to helping, um, you know, organizations, um, helping organizations develop psychologically safe environments, um, to prevent workplace trauma. That was a very elaborate way of saying it, but it, like, it, fits too you know like sometimes you hear people like talk about like what they do and it's like i i think i heard stocks in there i don't know like was that i don't know but that was was actually like like elaborate but at the same time like perfect like it's like yeah i i got it um, yeah all together so talk about your burnout then i mean that's a long time to yeah like feel that every day or did it did truly get to 13 years and you were like wait a minute, like, yeah. this is terrible. Like, I can't yeah. do this. It was a slow decline. Um, slow decline. Yeah, because yeah, it started, um, it actually, I think it started beforehand. Because um, so cause I moved to Virginia about 20 years ago um, from New York, and I left mm-hmm. everything I knew. So I left all my family, I left all my friends. Um, and that you know, at the time I didn't think it would really affect me, but now looking back, sure. like, it really did affect me. Um, yeah. and it really, I, I think triggered, you know, some things. Um, so my goal was, I just want to fit in. Um, I just want to fit in with people. Um, and I started my, um, and that didn't work by the way, just to clarify, <laughs> so don't try to find, fit in with other people if you don't fit in. Um, but I um, really just, um, you know, I started my my job uh, in healthcare, and I said, you know what, 
I'm um, still not happy. So yeah. I went back to school and I was working full time, um, pregnant right before school started. So I went through school having a baby. Um, and I also, you know, have post-traumatic stress disorder, um, with, um, or no, postpartum is what I meant to say. I'm sorry. Um, I do have post-traumatic stress disorder, but we're not there yet. <laughs> um, no, so, uh, postpartum. Um, so I suffered from that as well. So of course that really affected me. Um, mm. and then I got into the cycle where I needed to prove myself. I needed to prove that I was the best. And what happened is I ended up isolating myself and I ended up being the, you know, the one that, you know, just always felt, you know, out of place, not supposed to be there. Um, so of course that does a lot, um, for you. Um, and then my environment, um, was not always psychologically safe, um, which, I mean, looking back now, I mean, I know that there's a lot, like I take accountability. There's a lot of things that I should have known, but you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. yeah. So, and then you said, um, said, I'm sorry, you said healthcare too. And that's a whole mm -hmm. nother level of burnout. Cause I mean, I mean, there's like, you know, a comparison, you know, like from feeling like you always need to be there for somebody else. And then Mm -hmm. just the natural, like, you know, what happens in any workplace. Right. Right, right. Well, I think the pandemic, um, so going, so before the pandemic, I had started a new, a new job with the same organization, um, in human resources. And I was so excited. I was like, this is awesome. Finally, I'm, this is where I'm supposed to be. And then three days later, COVID hit and or everything shut down. Um, and there I go, I'm isolated again. So yeah. and in it a whole took, different way too. Yeah whole different way. Um, and it's, and of course, when, you know, that triggers other things. So, you know, I feel, sure. I felt like I was just triggered all the time and not, yeah. that's no way to live. No, absolutely. Mm-mm, that's no way to live. Um, so then I, um, finally in August, I was like, I can't do this anymore. I was sitting in a meeting and I was just kind of like, not there, but there. And I was like, I don't want to be here. I don't want to be talking about this. I don't want to be here. Um, and I wasn't supposed to be. I told myself, I have to find a new job before I quit. Um, and that wasn't true. That was just another true. excuse of Still me yeah. you know, self-sabotaging. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. And I'm like, so if you go back then even further than that, I mean, mm-hmm. even just outside of the place, do you notice aspects of your you know just your personal life that kind of caught get you the same thing that kind of add to it or that like do you feel like you're more in control when you're you know just outside of work or is it truly just like a work workplace kind of like isolation feeling and and burnout well i think it all spills over and i realize like it's like oh here's work here's personal but when you do that and you try to be like two different people um it really it does a lot to you mentally because who am I like from the, from an anxiety um, perspective. This podcast is humbly sponsored by BetterHelp. As a holistic health coach turned mental health advocate, I know the importance of finding the right support. Why? Because I've been battling anxiety and depression for over 10 years, and I know I'm not the only one who struggles with their mental health. If you think you might be feeling depressed, stressed, anxious, or overwhelmed, BetterHelp is here to help you. BetterHelp 
offers licensed therapists who are trained to listen. Talk to your therapist in a private, online environment at your convenience. All you do is just fill out a questionnaire to help assess your specific needs, and then you're matched with the therapist in under 48 hours. I say this all not as someone telling you to simply click on another sponsor, but as someone who's been seeing a better health therapist for the past year. I've never felt more valued, respected, and full of hope for my mental clarity than I do with each passing session with my therapist. Join the 3 million plus people, that plus being me, who have taken charge of their mental health when experience better health therapists. As a special bonus offer to listeners, you get 10% off your first month of professional therapy at betterhelp.com slash fragile moments. That's betterhelp.com slash fragile moments. Remember, just because you need help doesn't mean you're not worth helping. So I was at a point where before I started the burnout with healthcare, I was really having a hard time connecting with people. And that goes back to me moving here, not having any friends. Yeah. So I didn't really feel connected with people. And I sort of like expected, oh, well, they know me. Well, they don't because they don't, yeah. you know, I'm new, um, you know, to the area. So I, so yeah. I think I carried a lot of that with me. Um, and I also like, it didn't affect my family life. Um, but it yeah. sure it affected other things because I was so tired. I'm like, I don't want to hang out with my friends. I don't want to yeah. go, you know, out for, you know, wine. I don't want to do these things because I am so emotionally exhausted yeah. um, from being somewhere 50% of the time that I, where I don't want to be. Yeah. And to the people, I mean, you, you mentioned that they have family that, that, kind of knows that I mean the, 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 the people that like said something to you and you I just had some day like, you know, all those usual kind of phrases when it comes to yeah you know no that, no not, not yeah. me not me I'm good yeah um well it the good thing is I'm very fortunate my husband and I have been together for over 20 years we've known each other um, he's the reason why I came to Virginia so he's always been very um supportive and I'm able to be very upfront and honest with my mental health issues, which is huge because a lot of people don't huge, have that. Very huge. Yeah. Um, and he's like, he's supported me all, you know, all the way. And I know he'll continue to support me. Um, and also we are showing our kids how to deal with yeah. mental health. And yeah. cause when I was growing up, you just brushed it under the table. We can't talk yeah. about it. It's not real. Or you explain it in a different way, you know, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to kids that, oh, let's, let's just, he's just being a boy or, you know, that's just their age. You know? yeah. like, wait a minute. Like you mentioned earlier, mm -hmm. you know, you keep saying, don't, 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 that, that's causing anxiety. Actually, yeah. You know, maybe not at two, but at 12 for sure. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, and that was my biggest thing is I just, um, when I looked at parenthood, I was like, I just don't want to mess up my kid. You know, yeah. I just don't, I, I want my kids to just be good humans. Um, and I look at them now and they are good humans. So I'm like, I'm doing, my husband and I are doing something right. Right. <laughs> they are good humans so far. Um, you know, but being a parent is just scary in general. And then you add yeah. the mental health stuff on it and it's, um, it could yeah. be very, very debilitating de at times. Because if you're not addressing yours, they'll see that too. Yeah. You. Not even just intentionally missing them. Yeah. You're, yeah. you're showing them that, okay, like this is a healthy way to yeah. let go of my anxiety mm -hmm. by, you know, 
throwing a tantrum or, you know, um, shutting down you yeah. know, completely or yelling at somebody and, mm-hmm. you know, for no reason, like all those signs, like, you know, yeah. if you're choosing the opposite, the, even just saying what's going on yeah. is, is a huge step, right? I mean, like you said, we yeah. brushed under the rug and if, if you just said, you know what, mm-hmm. mom's, mom's feeling a little bit like stressed out. Yeah. What is that? You know, it's, it's like mm-hmm. you opened a door that yeah. otherwise may have been closed, if not locked for kids, right. you know? Exactly. Um, But fortunately, um, we've been able to have those open conversations. But if it wasn't for COVID, I don't think that we we would have been there. Like we we were still good, but it was still, you know, we we were all kind of living separate lives, you know, work, school and everything. And then COVID hit and we were all together. And I feel like we really, um, you know, at that point, like, you know, they're always there. So I'm going to have issues, you know, so I would just, my husband and I would just sit down and I would be like, you know, mommy's just having a really hard time right now. Yeah. Um, you know, like, what do we do with, for people when they have a really hard time? Like, how can yeah. we help them? Um, and like, my son will do cute things like, he'll make me coffee and he'll bring me coffee in the morning. There you go. Yeah. So my daughter well, will make cupcakes. They found, they found the love language right there, yeah. right? Yeah. Food is a love language for sure. One hundred percent. I'm Italian. Food is a love language. Absolutely. I can do that as well. I understand that one completely. (laughs) It's already coming towards our kids. I'm like, oh man, that would never be in the house, but there's there's grandma for you. So looking at your experience and at work. Was it just kind of a natural fit to say, you know what, this is I don't want other people to feel this way? Is and then that's what I feel like I need to do, or how did that all kind of like transition towards what you what you what you're choosing now? Yeah. Um. So I went into coaching. Um. Last year around this time, I was um learning how to be a coach. Um. And for that, you have to do a lot of self work. Um. Mm-hmm. So I really just kind of got to know myself. Um, because it got to a point where I didn't know myself. I didn't know who I was, where I was like, it was all just kind of just like an anxiety bubble above my head. Um, so once I was able to really do that self discovery in a safe place, um, without any biases or anything like that, um, I really got to know what I wanted and who I was and, that's when I was like, I want to do this for other people. I wish yeah. that I had this. I wish, you know, 20 years ago, someone would have told me this. Um, so I want to be the help for people that I wish that I had, you know, and the support yeah. that I wish that I had. And do you see that as like this, you know, huge, like issue that's not being addressed in, in like you said, the workplace or even just individual, or is it just kind of just yeah. one of many issues? How do you, how do you see it from your mind? So I, I, I think that psychological safety is the foundation of any healthy work culture um, because everybody has a voice. Everybody should have a voice. Um, and psychological safety, some people will, will say, oh, well, that means I have to do everything, you know, for, you know, my employees. I always have to say yes. No, that's not what it means. It means be respectful when they say, when your, you know, employee says, Hey, you know, I have an idea. Don't shoot it down um, and say, you know, Oh, that's not a good idea. Talk about it. Maybe it is a good idea, but 
you just need to talk about it and grow from it. Um, so I really do feel that um, there there's a problem with psychological safety within corporate America. Um, and it's because of society and it's because we, um, you know, normalized the unsafe environment and just work, you know, the hustle and bustle, you know, you have to work 50 hours a week and, you know, and, and all that. And that's just, that's just not healthy. Um, Yeah. And it causes workplace trauma. And that's something that people don't like to talk about. Um, No organization wants to hear, Oh, I'm causing trauma. You know, nobody wants to hear that, but they have to hear it because it's yeah. true. Um, my story is just one of, you know, millions, I'm sure, of people that have, have felt that way. And it's not even um, it's not even just work because it's also personal. So your personal safety. So are you safe in your own home? Are you able to speak your mind? Are you able yeah. to do the things that you want? Are you able to be, be yourself? Um, because if you're not, then that's a red flag. Yeah. That was a good example too. I mean, just, and very simple that, you know, like it's just an idea in a meeting. I could see somebody like, mm-hmm. they were like, you know, thinking about it all night and they were like, yeah. I'm going to get to work. I've got my, my Starbucks. I'm ready. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say this today. Yeah. And that was the immediate response was like, that's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. And you had, you had no idea that, you know, what you were saying, right? right? Like you probably just maybe just even just simply reacted like, right. no, that's not going to work. But mm-hmm. that's a good example of like, mm-hmm. just you have no idea what was going on in that person's head. Yeah. And that was probably the, that could have been like the biggest moment of their life right there. What? Or that, you know, their current life. It was like, right. I have zero confidence and this is the day that I'm going to have it. And it was what? like, and, and do you think they're going to speak up again? Them. They're not yeah. going to speak up ever again. Yeah. I mean, it was a good, a good example. I mean, I could see it. I could, I mean, it was like understandable in the sense that like, yeah, yeah I, I mean, that's exactly, I mean, trauma is a very triggering, strong word. You're right. Mm-hmm. But it comes in many facets, you know, mm-hmm. just like, just like anxiety, just like depression. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's different facets of it that it's not mm-hmm. just a oh, wait, that's the most extreme thing you could possibly yeah. say. No, it's, right. it's one, one part of what could possibly affect someone's day. Yeah, absolutely. When people hear trauma, they're thinking overall trauma. They're yeah. thinking a car accident, somebody died, or and that's not true. I mean, during yeah. the day, we always have little traumas during the yeah. day. It's how we react to it. So yeah. if we are don't feel safe and we have these, you know, little things happening, um, we're gonna internalize it. And we're going to think it's our fault because we don't feel safe and we're not able to do anything. And that's when you feel stuck. And that's when you feel like you don't have power Um, because you don't, because when you can't speak your mind, you're giving your power to someone else. Yeah. And does that, I mean, do you see that like creating like a cycle for the, you know, people then that like that same example, they've got reaction, but now Mm -hmm. maybe they liked going to that workplace. Maybe they didn't, but then Mm -hmm. it's like, you're stuck in this, you know, hamster wheel of right. going to work every day. I don't like it. And I don't know how to get out of it. Yep. Is that is that part of that now? Is it? Yeah, absolutely. So it it's, and it also spills over to the personal life because yeah. if you're someone like, let's just do, so if you're someone who at home, you're not safe, you don't, you don't feel like you're psychologically safe. Maybe your partner yeah. and you are having issues and then you go into work 
and then you have an issue with your boss. And it could be something as simple as, um, you know, you say something and your boss put it down or maybe yeah. you said, hey, good morning. And they said, don't talk to me right now, you know, because that happens as well. Sure, um, right. So what do you think that person is going to be thinking? Yeah. They're going to be thinking, what is wrong with me? I, I mean, I was going to say, I could tell you exactly how I would be like, mm -hmm. I mean, and I understand that everybody's going to react and however they feel like, but mm -hmm. it's going to be, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what is wrong with me? Why, why can't people love me? Those yeah. are the things, you know, and that breaks my heart, yeah. um, uh, but I've also been there. So, you know, I can understand how people can feel that way and yeah. it's unfortunate and it's also preventable. It is. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, it's, and those are, again, I mean, it's just a simple example, even taken out of the workplace, right? I mean, mm -hmm. I mean, my son and, and two and a half, like, I mean, I'm, you know, walking this on, this, on the, the sidewalk or, you know, going yeah. for a bike ride with him. And I, I'll say hey to anybody because it's like, I'm in yeah. that stuck in moment where it's like, mm -hmm. you're passing me, I'm passing you. This would be yeah. awkward if I didn't say anything. Yeah. And I'll say hello. And the minute we go away from there, like, what did daddy just say? And I'm like, well, it's just polite to say hello. Mm -hmm. But I mean, you know, take those situations. You can be yeah. on the street and say that. And that person could just not say anything to you. And how easy is it to just go, man, like, what? Mm -hmm. Is there something on my nose? Like, right. you know, what did I, like, what did I, should I have not said hello? You just begin to. <laughs> yeah. And it may be like, I mean, mm -hmm. I could see somebody looking at this, like, listening to this going, well, that's ridiculous. Why would you, why would you get caught in that kind of thought? Of course, they don't care about you. But it. Yeah. You might just even just the smallest degree mm -hmm. for 10 minutes, you know, like yeah. just for a moment while you're finishing your walk, you're stuck mm -hmm. wondering what the heck you did wrong. Um, well, yeah. and I would say too, another example would be for personal would be you're driving in a car and yeah. we'll say you live in North Carolina. I live in Virginia. Mm -hmm. So 81, you know where 81 is. Yep. So we're, you know, we're driving on 81 and someone cuts, cuts us off. Okay. What, what are you going to say? What, what, like, if you're upset because this person cut you off and you had to break, what are you going to say? What are you doing, man? Like, that's, I've learned to tell my, my, 10 years ago, asking me that question would be a totally different, I've never been a ho car honker or yeah. anything with like gestures, but definitely like loud. But I always just look at it like, what, what yeah. are you doing? Like, well, what's going on here? Yeah. So me, I'd be like, you know, yeah. what's going on? And, you know, not anymore, but like that, that was me. And then I'd yeah. be upset for hours afterwards because, oh, I, one bad thing happened to me this morning yeah. and now I'm going to carry it through my day. And yeah. then maybe I spill my coffee and when I'm at work and, and, you know, and then it's all over me. So then I got cut off. Yeah. And then after I got cut off, then I spilled coffee all over myself. Then I had to go see clients with coffee on my shirt, you know, and it's just, it, it's, and it's that guy's fault. So all you right. can do all day is go, that guy cut me off. Yep. My whole day is ruined because right. look at all these things that happen because of that, you yeah. know? Yeah, absolutely. Yep. <laughs> and if you look at it from a different perspective and you tell yourself a story, maybe that guy just cut me off because he had to poop his pants. He had to get to the exit. He had to poop Maybe, his pants. Right. I, I would have done the same thing. So it's yeah. cool. That's Are you going to be upset about that? No. Right. I mean, and I mean, you're, I mean, it's such a silly thing to, to think about, but you know, I mean, how often do we get to just pause? 
Yeah. And really think about what other people's days are like. Exactly. And not to not to excuse the behavior, not mm-hmm. to say that like what they did was right or wrong, Mm-mm. but at least maybe have like an understanding that oh, you know what? Mm-hmm. I've been in that exact situation right. or maybe you know or something like that yeah. to make you go, "Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't right. They right. shouldn't have said yeah. that." They shouldn't have reacted so fast. They shouldn't have whatever, mm-hmm. uh, you know, but it at least gives you some, some clarity as mm-hmm. to, to how things transpire. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, it, it's all, connect- we're all connected. Um, we are. You know, personal and professional, like we're all connected. We're all human. Yeah. We all make mistakes. We have to show yeah. each other grace. And once we, once we figure that out, the, the whole, the whole world opens up to possibilities, right? Yeah, 100% agree. (laughs) Well, thank you. Thank you for sharing your story. What's Your Story is produced by me, JD, with background piano music by Chad Lawson. These beautiful, inspiring, wonderful stories, they're all yours, listener. So if you've got a story you want to share, you can do so by heading to fragilemoments.org slash tellyourstory. If there's something that rang a bell with you today or something that truly touched your heart in today's episode, let me know by sending me an email at jd.jedi at fragilemoments.org. Or you can just tag the show at at StorySharingPod on Twitter as well as Instagram. Thanks once again for choosing to listen. And I look forward to hearing your story one day. Because we all have within us a story to tell, a song yet unsung. 